Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey there. I'm so glad you're with me on the podcast today. Listen, you know, each of us has a song inside of us, and I believe the Lord sang that song into us before we were in our mother's womb. And when we learn to resonate with that song and come into harmony with that song, it literally shapes our identity and becomes the vehicle through which the kingdom of God is manifested in our life. Listen, this is going to be a huge encouragement to you. This is part one of my recent message called True Identity, Resonating with God's Song. Good morning. All right. Turn to uh, Zephaniah three, seventeen. Zephaniah three seventeen. Whoo! Mm. You know, from the very beginning of time, your daddy has been doing one thing. Oh, he's been singing over you. He's been rejoicing over you oh from the very moment that he thought about you he's been singing your name he's been twirling and singing and spinning and when he threw all of creation into orbit when he threw all of creation out of his mouth that day that he spoke in the midst of chaos and void and formlessness and blackness And he said, let there be light. Let there be a release of my nature in everything that was chaos. His heart was for you. And his heart was for me. That we would stand up and reveal the glory of God in the earth. That we'd stand in the very place that he dreams about for you and for me. Amen? I messed up this morning. I'm sorry. I just got messed up in worship. And I want you to know this morning... (laughs) Woo! I don't get like this a lot, but God is here this morning and he's moved with compassion for you and for me because he's been singing over us since the very beginning of time. And you know, the interesting thing about it, when he sings over you and he sings over you and sings over you and you and he sings over me, every song is different. See, when God's voice, it was his voice, say voice. It was his voice that spoke reality into being. It was the sound of his nature, the voice of the Lord that spoke that which was nothing into existence. And it was that song, the energy and the vibration and the movement of that song that hit some old dirt one day on this ball that he had set out in space. It hit that dirt and that dirt began to vibrate, not just with anything, but it began to vibrate with the very nature and glory of God. And it became Adam and it became Eve all the way down to your little mom and daddy. It became you. And that movement, that dirt is still vibrating. And the thing that you're vibrating with, the thing that is moving inside of you, the thing that won't let you go, the very thing. Listen, talk to a physicist. The whole world is just this one big thing of shaking atoms. It's all just moving. And you know the thing that is holding the whole thing together, 
the thing that is holding you together and me together and our voice together, our bodies together and this world together, the whole thing that's holding it together is the song of the Lord. It's the song that God has been singing since the beginning of time. And it's the song that lives inside of you. Listen, it's always about worship. It's always been about worship. It's always about who is going to release the song of the Lord in the earth. Who's going to be the one that's going to stand up and agree with him and begin to get the frequency of their life to agree with the frequency of God so that God's kingdom begins to be released in the earth so that the manifestation of the kingdom begins to be the manifestation in the earth. And the Bible says that all of the earth, all of creation, say all, all of creation has been groaning for the manifest sons and daughters to stand up and be who you've called to be, who God has created you to be from the very foundation of the earth. And I want to tell you that the very battle for your life the battle that you and I are fighting, the battle that Jesus has come and already won is the battle for whose song are you going to sing? Are you going to sing the song that the enemy puts inside of you? Are you going to sing the songs that he lies and puts the fear that he puts inside? Are you going to begin to allow yourself through the blood of Jesus, through alignment with the new covenant, through getting in that big old love you know, the love shack, we're in the love shack this morning. Woo! It's a little old place where we can get together. Thank you. I mean, whoa, there's a river this morning. I'd be prophesying B-52s. That's all right. I'm from, I went to school in Athens. It's all right. I'm telling you, it's about getting in that flow that he's got for us this morning and beginning to agree with the things that God says so that our true identity, the song that's been put inside of our hearts can really be released. Woo, all that was free. All that was free. I'm going to start charging after this. No, just kidding. Uh, woo, Jesus. You see, this is, this is the whole crux of the whole thing. I don't know what gospel you've been taught. But a lot of you were taught that the whole point of the gospel was just to keep you out of hell. The point of the gospel was to restore you into right relationship with a daddy who's been singing your song since you were not even thought of. The whole point of the gospel was to restore you back to your daddy so that your, the, your song could begin to harmonize with his song and with your song and with your song. And that all of creation, remember that old Morningstar song, all of creation is waiting for you in me. And you love everything that you made. Woo! He loves everything that he made. I don't care where you are this morning and how crazy you think you are, how messed up you think you are. God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. And he's his one desire. His one desire over you this morning is that you would recognize the song, the song of the Lord that he placed inside of you that nobody else can sing. And my friend, that is the battle for all the ages. 
That is the battle of all humanity. That is the thing that sets the enemy against God is whose song are you going to sing? Do you know that Lucifer, when he was in, when he was in heaven, he didn't just sing a song. He was a song. Did you know that? I mean, it, it says that when he was in the throne room of God, the, the pipes were in him. That when the glory of the Lord hit his body, there were jewels encrusted in him. He didn't just sing a song. He was a song. And when the light and the breath of God began to move in the glory realm, in the very throne room, when it began to, you know, that sound of a mighty rushing wind, that's always in the throne room of God. When that mighty rushing wind of God's presence began to move through Lucifer's body, it began to say, holy And the light of God's presence began to hit it and it began to shine. But he made the mistake that many of us make. He believed that his song, his idea, the way he wanted, that he was the show. That his identity in him alone was the thing that should be celebrated. When when in the, the whole time, the whole point of his existence was to align his, his design with God's design in order to bring glory to him and fulfill his purpose. And so he was cast out of heaven. And so guess what he's been doing ever since? He's been trying to get you to not understand your song. He's been trying to get you to, un- to, to, to have a manipulated, religious, messed up, wounded, uh, off-track view of who you've been created to be so that you never fulfill the purpose that God put in your life. See, the purpose of your life is not just to make it through. The purpose of your life is not just to hang on till you don't go to hell. The purpose of your life is just not to be a good little boy and good, and good little girl. The very purpose of your life, the very purpose of my life is to glorify the Lord and is to resonate, listen, resonate, to shake, to, to, to vibrate with His glory so that the kingdom is released and the glory of the Lord would cover the earth. Like the waters cover the sea. I don't know about you, but that's a whole lot better than sitting in church day after day thinking I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. Hallelujah. I'm looking for people this morning that want to resonate. That want to resonate with the very song of the Lord. This is why Paul spent so much time in the New Testament. And Jesus spent so much time. And Peter spent so much time. Going over and over and over. Because listen, religion will always give you a skewed, not enough view of who you are. You'll never measure up in religion. You'll never be good enough. You'll never be this enough. That's why Paul, he said things like, we're the righteousness of Christ. We're seated with him in heavenly places. We're, we're sons and not slaves, joint heirs with Jesus. We have all things that we need for life and godliness. The whole estate's been given back to us. Nothing, say nothing. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom to bind and loose. Whatever you bind on earth will be what? Bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be what? Loosed in heaven. Listen, most of what people pray for these days, Jesus has already done. Oh God, heal me. He did it. Oh God, I need prosperity. He did it. Oh God, I need a friend. He did it. Oh, God, I need to be provided for. He did it. Where did he do it? He did it on the cross. See, religion teaches you to be a good performer. 
just get up there and tap dance for Jesus. You can get saved by grace, but you better keep it together in the flesh, boy. You can get in the kingdom. You can, you can do just about anything and get, get in the kingdom. But boy, you step out of line one time and they'll kick your butt out quicker than you know how to turn around. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, don't we love to do that? We love to put hierarchies on sin. Well, now this sin can come in. You're fine, but honey, now I'm sorry. Now, I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? Lord, have mercy. I mean, you can be an alcoholic and get a ministry in three weeks, you know? But say that you struggle with same-sex attraction or homosexuality or something like that, and they put you out in the trailer. I mean, you know, hello. Ooh, got quiet on that one. I tell you, I hope y'all ain't got no trailers in the back because there's something you're going to learn here about me in just a little while. What about this? All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto what? Me. See, y'all just sitting here like, who's got the authority? I don't know. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. In other words, I'm packing you a lunch, baby. I'm giving you all the stuff that I have, you can have. You can do greater works than I did. The commandment is to go. See, a lot of times, you know, as Christians, we over-spiritualize it. We think, well, I got a dream from God, and I know God's called me to do some stuff, but I just don't know. I just better pray and pastor, and I better get go three sessions of inner healing, and oh, God, I don't oh. And five years later, you're still sitting on that dream, waiting on the Lord. Jesus said, I'll direct your what? Steps, not your standing still. I made the last part up. <laughs> Inference, you get it? The steps of the righteous will be ordered by the Lord. But a lot of times we just want to sit on it like an egg, just hoping it's going to, you know, it's going to bring forth. I mean, you got to, if you want to see the favor of God, you got to begin to walk. So see, Paul, Peter, Jesus, they all begin to just, they spend a lot of time in the New Testament trying to reinforce all the details about what it is that your song is made up of. You're not just a song of, on a hill far away, stood an old, you know, Jesus, keep me near the cross. You know, just, I'm just an old sinner. Just a, we used to sing this song. My mama played the piano. My daddy played bass. I sang, sat in the front. My sister was mad. And uh, we, <laughs> she still got woundedness about that. We might need to set something up. But, but uh, we'd, we'd sing those old songs. Remember those old songs? Laying up my treasures in that home above. Trusting fully, trusting in the same years. Of, I forgot the next part, but it goes like that. I'm getting ready to leave this world. And the, all the songs, all them old songs that I grew up singing, it's all about just get me the heck out of here because this sucks. I got no authority in this realm. I'm just going to hang on till Jesus comes. Woo! And then if I can escape, everything will be all right, you know. I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away, you know. When I die, I mean, we, that's the kind of songs we sing. If I can just hold on and get out of here. Why? Because the church loved the form but denied the power. And see, God's calling us to a time in the kingdom when we, love, when we get the form but we love the power. We get to walk in the fullness of of what he's called you to do, to, to live in the place of power and kingdom authority that you've been designed to live in. But the enemy always comes against you. See? Well, hey, there's Matt. And you know, one of the things that I found over the years in working with artists is that real 
lasting change in our life happens best in the context of supportive Christian community. And that's why I wanted to take this opportunity just to take a second and invite you to be a part of my online community called the Thriving Christian Artists Facebook Group. Listen, this group is absolutely free and over the years has actually grown to thousands and thousands of artists in just about every creative medium from countries all over the world. You know, the cool thing is that it's become a real place of encouragement and life for artists, just like you and me, who want to share their work, share their life, connect with other artists, and really pursue everything God has for us as artists in his kingdom. Now listen, to join, all you have to do is just click the link in the show notes here and answer a couple of questions just to let us know that you're a real person, and bam, you're in, okay? So listen, I can't wait to connect with you inside of my Thriving Christian Artists Facebook group. Do it now, and we'll see you there very soon. All right, bye. One of the things that Christians have to learn, and Jesus talked about it, he said, listen, my sheep know my voice. If you got one thing to do in this life, you need to learn how to recognize the voice of the Lord. Well, how do you do that? You know, obviously you can learn to hear the voice of the Lord in worship. You can learn to sense his presence, you know, but learning his word, what his word says, say word, his word, the word of God, learning what the word of God says, and then using it as Remember it says faith comes by hearing and hearing what? By the word of God. I like to think of it as the word sitting right here by you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by or through the word of God. That it becomes a filter on your ear. That when lies and and things come in and people speak something to you, you know, you say, wow, I got this great idea. And they go, well, honey, I hope that works out for you. Let that go through your filter. And it ought to go, that ain't the Lord. (laughs) Well, I'll never amount to anything. (laughs) Casting down every vain imagination. Why? Because imaginations develop pictures. Pictures develop hope. Hope gets planted in your heart and things that are planted in your heart begin to manifest in your life. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. And so the enemy's always coming to try to try to get in your head and he's saying things like you know you're not qualified or you're not healed enough you're not righteous enough you know how many of us have thought for years that righteousness is like this process you know that the the more good things i do the more righteous i'll get i mean y'all might i mean a lot of people believe that And and the less right you know good things i do the less righteous i am did you know that righteousness is something that happened to you not something that you get to perform you are righteous because of Jesus, not because anything that you could done. Not by power, by might, but by my what? Spirit. By the finished work of Jesus on the cross, you were made righteous. What about this? You know, well, I don't fit in the mold. I don't look like, you know, I can't wear them skinny jeans all these boys right here wear. And, and uh, I tried to roll my pants up, but it looked like goober pile, you know, just like. You know, some people just ought not wear them things, you know. <laughs> I think, I think the rule is I'm a size 30, 38 from here down, but when you get up in here, it's about a 42. But, so I keep them low, you know. But y'all not wearing them skinny jeans, you know. It's just, it's just kind of anticlimactic, you know. It's like skinny, skinny, skinny. And woo, hey, you know. Just, that's like I always tell girls, listen, if your skirt is shorter than it is wide, there's a problem, you know. <laughs> That, that ought to be a rule. Somebody ought to write that down. I want to put that up at the Walmart, you know. <laughs> Here's a guide for you, you know. Just 
Just right, right here, right there in the bathing suit section. Hallelujah. What about this? My calling doesn't fit in the four walls of the church. I hadn't been called to be a, a preacher or a, a worship you know, man. Maybe God's called me to be a, a businessman. Maybe God's called you to stay at home with your kids and, and raise a godly family. Maybe he's called you to, to be an entrepreneur, to start a company. You know, God is doing something in this church, I know, just from talking to you, uh, with entrepreneurship. If you're an entrepreneur or even halfway toward an entrepreneur, you're in a good church. You know, there's faith here to raise up businesses that people would prosper and walk their place in the kingdom. But the enemy always comes, well, you know, how many people you heard going to, going to Christian colleges or Bible colleges and they got these dreams in their heart and then some knucklehead tells them, well, sister, you just need to go on over there to Africa and marry you some little nice missionary and stay there for 30 years. Listen, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. They ain't nothing, they, they ain't nothing worse than a, than a mad missionary woman <laughs> down, <laughs> down in... in in Southeast Asia somewhere that was called to be an entrepreneur, but because of religion believed a lie about her life. I don't want to be married to her. God Almighty. <laughs> Woo. What about this? I got all these dreams, but I don't have enough money. You know, a lot of people think God's going, you know, just send them the check. Everybody's waiting on the man with the money, right? I had a lady one time call me. She's she uh, wanted prayer. Could come to one of our arts conferences, and I was talking about entrepreneurship and dreaming with God and all this kind of stuff. And she said, "Matt, God's got a dream for me. okay, great." She said, uh, "He's going to give me a seventy-two, uh, you know, floor building right in downtown New York City." I said, "Praise God!" I said, "Yeah, every floor is going to be for artists. It's going to be for worship and intercession the whole all day through." I said, "Awesome, awesome." So, do you live in New York now? No, I live in Missouri. Okay, and uh, I said, "Are you involved in real estate or something?" No, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Great. And um, have you ever done any sort of real estate transactions or any kind of thing before? No, not done none of that at all. Are you an artist? Well, I just started painting about three weeks ago. And, uh, and she was just could not understand why the check wasn't coming in the mail. I mean, you know, it's like them American Idol people, bless their heart. Somebody lied to them. You know, somebody's mama lied to them. That's the truth, you know. I love Simon Cowell. I think he's, you know, who knows? He ought to get saved because we need more of him in the church. You know, just, uh uh-uh, no, no. (laughs) That is not your calling. (laughs) The grace is over here, you know. (laughs) Thank you. You know, they used to say in the old Pentecostal church, get close to the spout where the glory comes out. You know, you you need to find your place of grace. Find out where the grace is running in your life. But a lot of times because of religion... We try to think, well, gosh, you know, we got to be like this, or I got to be like that, or I got to go be a missionary or a preacher or this or that. And maybe God's called you in this other area. And it's only until you begin to step into that and begin to understand the voice of the Lord and the song that you've been designed to sing that things will begin to line up in your life. But that, my friend, that's the whole thing. That's what God is about, is getting you to understand how you've been created so that you can align with His kingdom to release His glory in the earth in the way that you've been created. And the great part about it is, Jesus said, I came that you might have what? Life and have it to the full. Have it abundantly. Abundant life is tied to your calling. And your calling is, under, is, is directly tied to how God has wired you. 
and how you've been wired is directly tied to the song that God has been singing over your life from the beginning of time. And so you've got to connect with the song. You've got to connect with the sound, the resonant frequency that is in you before you can connect with the expression. See, religion teaches behavior modification. Religion, religion teaches just white knuckle it. If you're addicted to pornography or sex or alcohol or drugs, just, you know, just give it to Jesus, friend, and hold on. Oh, you know, that's what they do, right? And boy, don't you tell anybody if you messed up because you're out of there. Lord, half the deacons in Campbellsville would be out of a job, wouldn't they? Y'all don't have deacons here, do you? Okay, good. <laughs> All right. make whew, Missed one right there. You know. See, Jesus was not just about behavior modification. Jesus was about heart transformation because he knew that the kingdom lives inside of you. And when you begin to get your heart transformed by the kingdom, then the natural outflow of heart transformation from the kingdom is new behavior. If you ever try to live a Christian life the other way around by just trying to, trying to do it myself, make good decisions, oh, I'm going to get up. and It's like a New Year's resolution. More than three weeks, you've done, you know, just bring me the whole cake. I mean, goodbye, Jenny Craig. I mean, it's... <laughs> I want it all. I want it all. And I want it now. I do. And so many of you and so many of me for a long time, that's my multiple personality. So I went to Candace and got them all brought back together. So many of us, though, have lived like that. We have lived in this place of trying to do it ourselves and make it happen ourselves. And I'll tell you guys, it gets tiring. It gets really, really tiring. And you get people that get saved and are really excited about the Lord and they're in love with Him. And then they figure out how bad religion is and they just try to hold on because they feel bad about it. And they feel like, well, everybody else is doing it. I better just hang on. And the whole thing's a big old mess. Thank God in this house that there's a river of transforming love that's flowing through here. You know, thank God. That, I mean, we just, it is good receivers in the kingdom that, that, that thrive, not good performers. And some of you need to take your tap dance shoes off and quit trying to perform for Jesus and just receive the good things that he's got for you. Let him begin to transform your life. Well, here's the, here's the interesting thing about, um, about life in the kingdom and about identity and, and that sort of thing. It is not enough just to understand what God says about you because that is huge. I mean, I just talked about Paul Jesus, Peter, all of them talked about who you are in Christ. You, you got to know that. You just got to be inside of you. But also, if, if you just know it up here, but you don't believe it, if it's not in your heart, then that stuff doesn't take root and it doesn't produce fruit. Roots always produce fruit. You got bad behavior, you got bad roots. You want good behavior, kingdom manifestation in your life, you got to have it rooted and grounded inside of you. And so it's this idea about not only did God say this about me, he said that he's been singing a song. He said that he's designed me with a purpose and with a calling that he's made me a new creation. It's not just enough to have that up here. I have, and you have to what? Believe it and take that into our every day so that it becomes part of who we are. Now I want to hit three scriptures real quick. Uh, 
because this is not hardly at all what I preached at the first service, but this is really great. Um, I'm trying to keep it in the lines here. Uh, turn to Matthew 16, verse 13 through 20. Listen, one of the things, one of the reasons Jesus wants you to be so connected with the song that he's put inside of you is because of Luke 8.10. If you've never had that, boy, if you're a businessman, write that down and put it up over your desk. If you're an artist, put it in your studio. The secrets of the kingdom are your inheritance. That means as a son and as a daughter, you got legal rights to the secrets that God... Imagine a treasury of ideas, a treasury of provision, the storehouse of heaven open to you. And all you've got to do is begin to lean upon his breast and get, remember that I talked about aligning, get under that place that you begin to resonate with the frequency of God in your life. And guess what? Those secrets will begin to drop into your heart and God will begin to give you ways to manifest those in your life. Now you look at in Matthew 16, it says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? And they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say that I am? See, he didn't want to know whatever, he wanted to know what they thought. I don't care what your wife thinks, I don't care what your little boy thinks, what the preacher thinks. Who do you say that Jesus is? And who do you say that Jesus has created you to be? Because it doesn't matter that your mama thinks you're really nice. <laughs> don't matter that Cousin Mary always rubbed you on the head when she came up. No, it matters what you think God has created you to be, okay? And he says uh, to Simon Peter, he answered and he said, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. Notice the change right there. He's gone from being called Simon, son of Jonah, to what? Now Peter. And on this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. And I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then he ordered his disciples not to tell anybody. Listen, when you begin to get this identity of who God is and who he's created you to be, then transformation begins to happen in your life. Kingdom manifestation. I believe Peter may have lived a great life, probably a great fisherman, but Peter's life began at this moment. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.